Welcome to the Vancouver Boys Podcast, a division of the Hockey Podcast Network. Welcome to the Vancouver Boys Podcast. Someone sounds like they're coming on the train! <laughs> Yo, what's up? This is Paul Bissonette. Welcome to the Vancouver Boys Podcast. Here are your hosts, Jake Jude. I don't care. Offer me 10 firsts. If you're not giving me Leon Dreisaitl, you don't get Saros. Marcus Keller. Is Brock Besser <laughs> going to score four goals every game? Maybe, but probably not. <laughs> and Alex Smith. Third star of the week goes to Pistachios for how stupidly expensive they are. Steve Dangle here. I love the Vancouver Boys. It's the Vancouver Boys Podcast! Woo! <laughs> How's it going, boys? Season 4, episode 18 of the Vancouver Boys Podcast and your Vancouver Canucks. They seem to like overtime this week. Uh, first off... I got to introduce who is with me this week in studio. I've only got one other guy, the king of Vancouver Canucks TikTok, Mr. Jake Jude. <laughs> sure. <laughs> How's it going? How's it going? Uh, and all the way in Nanaimo, I've got Marcus Keller. Y- yeah, it's uh, it's crazy how much <laughs> this place feels like home. Hey, you stay there long <laughs> enough, you get stuck. Yeah, uh, yeah. the Canucks this week seem to love overtime. Yeah, a couple games. A couple games going into overtime. Uh, we've got contract talks coming up. Yep, they're we've currently got... playing the LA Kings. We're watching the game live right now. We're in the second period. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, Marcus, his new sponsor, is going to be Kleenex after the uh, Chris Tanev trade, but we'll talk about that one later. <laughs> and um, not for the reason you're thinking. No, definitely not. <laughs> Why uh, are they also... thinking, Jake? Well, before we get too far into things, there is something I want to say before we get into hockey talk. Um, Are we going to let Jake talk before the AWSBB? Maybe he's just doing the AWSBB. Okay. All just right. Real quick. just want to get this, get this out there. Um, just like thanks to the listeners. Because <laughs> like we've had a ton of engagement, a ton of support, and it's been really awesome. And I feel like we never just say, you know, thanks for listening. You know, it's, it's cool. Um, so... Yeah, because like obviously this year has been pretty successful for us doing the podcast, and we appreciate your listenership. So thanks to everyone who listens. Yeah, for sure. No, yeah, thanks. Like we we know you could choose from a lot of places to get your Canucks news, rumors, takes, and jokes, and we we uh, really do appreciate that you choose to get them from us. So that that's awesome. Thank you guys. Yeah, yeah, we actually don't say thank you, I guess, a lot. So No, we just tell them where to follow us yeah. and leave. <laughs> yeah, that is true. Maybe we should change that. <laughs> yeah, we got to, you know what, we'll get I'll, I'll work works. something in. Yeah. yeah, okay, all right. We'll see how that goes. Going sure. off the dome doesn't usually work. But our way of thanking the listeners is typically by right off the bat throwing the show over to the AWSBB. It's- the AWSBB. There we go. Bet the action on the ice with DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now and use the code THPN. New customers can get 150 bucks instantly in bonus bets for betting just $5 on hockey. That's code THPN only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. The crown is yours. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www. 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. 
467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gambling resources. NHL and the NHL Shield are registered trademarks of the National Hockey League. Copyright NHL 2023. All rights reserved. It should be that one. Yeah, that's a good That's a good <laughs> yeah. sound. Uh, the AWSBB. What a way to lose money. Uh, last week, actually a pretty good week. Went two for one. Nope. You can't go two for one. That yeah. would imply that you won two bets and you only made one. So. Oh. <laughs> yeah. This this is your financial advisor, everybody. Yeah, two for three. Two financial advisor? Loss. I sure fucking hope not. Yeah, don't trust me with your money. Uh, but do follow the... Don't follow the gambling advice. <laughs> Don't do that either. <laughs> uh, we had the Canucks beating the Bruins. That happened. It did. The Nets losing to the Timberwolves. That happened. Nice. Now, unfortunately, Bun Tornado did not win <laughs> the Greyhound race. He came sixth. Wow. A uh, disgrace to the name. Yeah, out of seven. So um, he wasn't even really Wait, close. Wait, Fucker, you're gonna make me. It took me like 15 minutes to find the race. I had to go to greyhoundrecord.com.au, figure out where the racetrack is. If anybody would like to know, it's the Meadows in Australia. The Meadows. The Meadows. Not to be confused with Pit Meadows. No. Then I had to go back to the. uh, Oh, I don't even remember when the race was on. Uh, I'll figure it out later. Um, maybe that'll be the trivia on who won. Uh, this week, we still have a random sport. Haven't filled out that spot yet. Uh, so the random sport this week is going to be UFC. Big oh. UFC fight this weekend. Uh, I think it's two ninety nine or something like that. I don't know. It should be three hundred based on the card. Um, but we're going to take Kevin Holland to beat Michael Page. The Canucks play Anaheim this weekend on Sunday. Mm-hmm. We're going to take Vancouver. Yeah. And the Thunder play the Suns as well on Sunday. And we're taking the Phoenix Suns. Hmm. I honestly think I might go 3-0 this week. You think you think it'll happen, eh? Something's got to happen when I go 3-0. We, we'll play the cheering sound. Okay, yeah, no, that works. That yeah, works. We'll, we'll do that when you go 3-for-3. Three three. Okay. Very cool. Canucks news. Yeah. Let's get into it. Where Let's, do you guys want to start? <clears throat> I don't know. I'll, I'll update the, the listeners right now that it is Thursday night. Uh, we're currently in the second period of the Canucks versus the Kings. There's about two minutes left, and the Canucks are down two to nothing right now. We're watching the game in studio. Um, this so far has been a bit of a snoozer. Not a lot going on either way. The Canucks are struggling to get zone time. They're struggling on zone entries. They're not really getting outplayed that much, but at the same time, you kind of want to be outplaying the LA Kings. You know what I mean? Like just keeping up with them isn't really good enough. LA Kings haven't been bad. They've been playing better recently, but 
Yeah, I mean, based on where they are or where they were at the start of the season, you'd like to see a uh, better team come out. And uh, it's just not happening. Anyways, um, let's start with the uh, first game that we missed, which was the Boston Bruin game, yes. which was the complete opposite of a snooze fest. Yeah, oh man, was that a fun one. Well, it wasn't fun for the first two periods, you could say. No, where we were down 2 nothing. Yeah, that not w- that great. That was a bummer. Uh, but a the bummer. third period and the overtime was an absolute stunning masterpiece by Brock Besser. Yep. What a game he had. He scored He scored the first and the last, or the second and the third? He scored the first goal and the overtime. Yeah. Winner. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's get into Brock Besser, because was it, was it the first goal, the one that Zadorov passed to him right off the dot? Yes. Yeah, that was a great setup. I loved watching that because you could tell that that's something that they've worked on. Yeah. And it proved to work. I mean, it wasn't a great shot, but I think it was Swayman at night. He just had no idea. Like, there was no time to react. So, loved seeing that. Yeah, it looked nice. It was a pretty one. Uh, I'm guessing you watched the game. Jake, did you end up watching the game? Yeah, I watched the third period in overtime of the Bruins game. Yeah, that was the same. He, he saw the good part then. Yeah. I So I'm choked because yeah. I was supposed to be at that game, which started at four o'clock. I was too. Um. Right. I don't. Oh, yes, because I was going to take you yeah. to the game. And then what ended up happening was I remembered that I worked that day until four o'clock. So I couldn't quite make the commute work. And then Alex, I think, was it that Emma just didn't want to go? Why didn't you end up going? Because uh, you gave it to Jake's dad. Oh, yeah, that's right. I decided I don't care about Alex, and uh, Jake's dad is a big Bruins fan, and his mom is a big Canucks fan, so don't ask me how that marriage works, but they, uh, I decided to offer the tickets up to them, and it sounds like one of them had a great time. <laughs> yeah, did you, yeah, you hear any feedback after the game from them, Jake? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they had a blast. Um, I think that... Uh, there's a couple games every year where you end up with maybe not an even split, but a pretty good amount of away fans in the building. And the Bruins is always one of those games every year. So my dad had a wicked time just being amongst so many other Bruins fans. And my mom had a great time because obviously the Canucks won. So yeah, they had, they had such an awesome time and I was really happy to hear that they got to go. And and my dad got to bring his Jersey out of the plastic vacuum sealed bag. He keeps it. Jesus. Why does he keep his jersey in a plastic vacuum sealed bag? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But like oh. my dad is he takes very good care of his things. Like mm. he he just, you know, he's afraid of dust and scratching. And he bought a Bobby Orr jersey back when I was in like grade nine. And uh it it never sees the light of day. Um, unless he goes, unless he's exactly going to a game, in which case he wears it. And even then he wears like a jacket over top of it and very rarely uh, lets it see the light of uh, the game either. But anyways, point of the matter is they had a great time and, and I'm really happy they had the chance to go. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. That would be, that's probably a crazy atmosphere for a game. Yeah, that's that's why I picked that one in the yeah. beginning of the season. And again, I'm, I'm kind of choked I didn't make it out, but... That's too bad. It went to good people. It did. It went to some very deserving people. So that was nice. And yeah, the Canucks won. You mentioned Brock Besser had a great game. But you know what? He was the second star in that game. Yeah, JT because Miller. Because JT Miller, and I'm I'm not just talking about this game specifically. All week, this guy has been on fire. Yeah. But yeah, in that game, JT Miller, I believe, had the second goal that the Canucks scored. And he got, I think, three points. He had three assists. 
Yeah. Wait. Oh, he didn't. Oh, that's right. No, he didn't. I forgot about that. So JT Miller had three points, but was all over the ice. Like anywhere you looked, this guy was making plays and doing things. And it's, it's great to watch. Yeah, he is. He's a guy that you, I, I always like to like, there are certain players that fit on certain teams. And if you saw GT Miller in a Boston Bruins jersey, like that would just, it would fit. It would fit so well. Yeah. So seeing him being able to produce against a team like that is just so fun to see, at least for me. Uh, Cause he just plays that style of like Boston hockey, that like hard nosed hockey. Uh, but yeah, he had a crazy game. That heroic shot from the point, I think it was, that was a rocket. Just like, back-to-back excitement i like tuned in halfway through the third and i was like i'm so happy that i didn't watch the first two and a half (laughs) periods because i would have definitely gone away um yeah um i would have loved to see maybe a blowout as boston blew us out right but um i feel like games like that where it's like an overtime and it's that close and then you win are way more exciting in like a locker room for sure. Especially when you come back down to nothing. It shows that like this team still has fight. They're yeah. not just going to get pushed around. It, it was cool seeing them win a game being down two goals with 10 minutes left in the game. Yeah. You know, like just rallying and getting it done. That that was nice to see. Yeah. And now we have the complete opposite of hard-nosed, a hard team to play against, but we still went into overtime somehow, which was the Pittsburgh Penguins. I wouldn't call them the opposite of hard to play against. They suck. They do not. They are not a good team. You're right. In terms of like how many points they have in the standing, sure. But in terms of players, in terms of uh, youngness, I don't know what the term would be. Youth. Youth, yeah. Um, They are just (laughs) not there. Their power play is horrible. It's worse than ours somehow. Our power play is lately has been struggling, but it's not actually that bad. Weren't our... Aren't we like three for like 28 or something like yeah, that? Yeah, that's right what now? I'm saying. Like lately, it's been very bad. Yeah. Like if you look at the whole oh, season. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. But I'm looking like, yeah. Oh, like currently. Yeah, yeah currently okay. it's very bad. But theirs is way worse and it's been worse the whole season. Um, Yeah, and we end up uh, going overtime with a loss. Uh, I didn't get to watch this game. Okay. Did you watch this? I did. I nice. saw most of it anyway. Okay. It was, it was frustrating. To say the least. It, well, so I actually, I did miss the first period of this game because, or sorry, the, the first two periods, because I was driving a snowplow again, or more accurately driving a salt truck. There wasn't really enough snow to be like moving it, but yeah. like, you know, trying to keep the ice off the roads. Did you do what? street? Jake seems confused. You were, what? Yeah, I had a 12 hour shift. We got dumped with snow, at least up at our house. Yeah. Did you play street? Okay, Jake seems more confused. Yeah. When? Like, uh, uh, that was one what? Tuesday. No, Wednesday. No, it wasn't yesterday. Oh, sh- oh yeah, you're yeah, right. Tuesday. Tuesday. So you, my days are all screwed up because I'm working weekends now. You're right. It was Tuesday. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I worked nine in the morning to nine at night. I like, I just got home to see the third period. But yeah, no, we were dropping oh. salt and you know, saving the city out there. So (laughs) (laughs) you're a hero. That's what people say. Um, anyway, but yeah, I saw the third period and honestly, the Canucks did not look bad in this game. Like, yes, they lost in overtime, but you, you have to consider when your team loses in overtime, 
that means they got they they finished the game at a tie, right? They did not do significant. Spoken like a true Canucks fan. Yeah. You don't want to be finishing the game in a tie against a team that's outside the playoffs. No, but like at the same time, at least they didn't lose in regulation. Okay, put it put it this way: they could have easily won that game. It looked like from the chances to the bounces to the zone time, the Canucks were favored in that game. They, they played well. Win. They didn't win. But again, I would like to bring up the stellar performance of JT Miller. He carried that team through that game. Him and Demko both did. I actually felt very bad for both of them in overtime because Demko made like four incredible saves right at the end. And then eventually he was just down and out and was scored on and there was nothing he could do. JT Miller and Connor Garland both broke their sticks over the net in true American hockey player fashion. But it was uh, it was a fun game to watch. As a Canucks fan, uh, excuse me, as a Canucks fan, I was thoroughly entertained watching that game. I did not feel like, ah, of course we lost. Like, it was like, ah, that's too bad. They they should have won that one. Yeah, I uh, I did see a couple highlights here and there, and I saw the highlight of JT Miller's shorthanded goal. That was a uh, nice That was one. a beautiful yeah, goal. a nice steal off the point. He kind of batted the puck behind his own head. like a yeah. It was hard to even tell really what he did, but he came out with it and scored. But JT Miller has just been a monster over the last few weeks. And Demko got a point. Yeah, Demko assist. Was it that goal? Yeah, that, it was that one. That's right, because I, the stat going around has been that... Uh, what is it, Kucherov? Yeah, yeah. K- Kucherov now has less shorthanded points than Thatcher Demko. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, I like that stat. Adds his to his uh, resume for the, um, the Vesna this year. Yeah, I think that should give Demko the heart almost, too. Because, I mean, everyone's saying Kucherov's going to win the heart, but I don't know. Demko has more shorthanded points, and he's a goalie, so I think we give it to Demmer. Yeah, we're going to have to do our uh, midseason prediction soon. Oh, yeah. Even well, though it's especially quite because it's like mid-season. three quarters <laughs> yeah. of the way. We are at the three-quarter mark of the season, yeah. by the way. We've never, we haven't gone back to uh, take a look at even like what we said was our uh, Do we have to look? Because I know that my... Actually, We you have know what? to look. I think I remember making the joke because at the time I was predicting that the Canucks would be like a borderline on making the playoffs. Yeah. And I believe I predicted Demko to win the Vesna, Hughes to win the Norris, and Pedersen to win the Hart. And you were laughing at me. You were like, you think they're all going to win those awards and like miss the playoffs. And I was like, I wouldn't be shocked. But now it looks like they might win those awards and also make the playoffs. Yeah. Which is very cool. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see. Maybe we'll do that next week. Yeah, we'll we'll save that for we'll yeah. save that for when we have time. Put it yeah, because we got a lot we got to talk about because we yes, also we have do. trade deadline coming up. Yes, so that's something we're gonna get into the second half. But I think one of the biggest connect stories uh, this week was the Elias Pettersson contract. Yeah, so it's coming out there. Kind of uh, things are moving forward a lot quicker, I think, than people were expecting. They are. And before I get into that, I want to talk about something that happened right before the Canucks started talking about these contracts. They almost traded Pedersen to Carolina. I didn't see this. So this is a big story. This is just coming out today that it has been completely reported and confirmed that the Canucks and Carolina Hurricanes were having talks that got serious enough that that's what made Pedersen's agent and the Canucks actually sit down and start talking about contracts legitimately because basically 
you, you know how trade talks can go sometimes. How it's like, oh, what if we did this? What if we did that? You kind of get another team on the phone and float an idea. Apparently, whatever the offer was was tempting enough that the Canucks said, we actually need to let the player know that we're talking about this. And then it uh, it got to Pedersen, but apparently that's what made Pedersen say, okay, let, let's figure out a contract then. So it hasn't come out what the offer was or anything like that? No, it is reported though, oddly enough, that Kotkaniemi was part of the return package, but obviously the return would have been much, much bigger than oh, that. Oh yeah, if we weren't getting Ajo in return, that would have been a horrible trade. It's a weird thing because I'm looking at the Canucks now and I'm going, they're in win now mode, right? Yeah. Why are you trading who you could argue is your best forward? Because of the contract that he is demanding. It isn't small. Um, Yeah, I mean, if we want to jump into it, I'm going to, while we're talking about it, I'm going to yeah. try to see if I can figure out what the package was. Sure. Um, there, there were a couple other names. I believe uh, Jarvis was involved as well. It was Martin Natchez. Yes, Barry Kutkinyemi and Seth Jarvis. Those were the three names oh. that kind of get bounced around. All three of those? All three. And there was rumored to be either a first or second involved as well. I don't know if it was all three. I think it was it was Kotkinyemi and one of either Natchez or Jarvis and then Picks. I don't think it was all three. Yeah, that makes more sense. I if it was all three, I would have taken that. What we heard was basically that those are the names that were involved or floated around we don't know i guess what combination of them were in but it was something involving those and then likely some picks as well but i mean here's the thing Pedersen is 25 years old he's on his he's going to hit 100 points this season for the second consecutive season unless something crazy happens but like that's what he's well on pace to do he's looking like he can be a pretty consistent 100 point scorer for you in and around the 30 goal range. That's very impressive, especially considering this year he's been playing with players that have not been producing maybe the way you'd like them to. Yeah, I mean, it's like we've said before, he's kind of the babysitter. If players aren't playing well, go play with Pedersen. Yeah. And he'll kind of lift your spirits up a little bit. Uh, but yeah, the contract, it seems like it's going to be obviously eight years, or hopefully... There, there's almost two different rumors. Yeah, it's around. either eight years or it's going to be a short-term four-year deal. Yeah. But it seems like it's going to be around the $12 million mark. Yes, that is that is very likely true. Yeah. Um, what do you guys think about that number? It, Jake, do you want to do you want to try to go first on this one? Yeah, remember how I said before the season we were talking about like 11.5? And I said, don't sign him. <laughs> yeah. Because I was like, what's he going to do? Go up? Like, great. Turns out we were 500k off and it was 12 million. And I was exactly right. Like, who cares if you don't sign him? He's a restricted free agent, you know? Yeah, like, he's, he's not the type to sit out a season. Yeah, like, I just, I think that there was unnecessary panic. Like, ultimately, you're going to end up signing, well... If the trade was going to benefit the Canucks enough, then great. But it sounds like with this contract, they're going to end up getting the player they want at the number they want, which will be debated. Um, we'll find out if he continues to play like he has been for the last month. I think it's going to be a tough sell for $12 million for Elias Pettersson. But if he picks back up again, which I'm sure he will, then yeah, maybe he'll actually be worth the money. But, uh, but only time will tell. 
Yeah, he right now is not a $12 million player. I think we can all agree on that. There is a very select well, group of people that deserve $12 million and play like $12 million. He is not one of those players. Well, you know what? As long as you bring it up, let's look at every player in the NHL that is making more than $12 million. Okay. Connor McDavid. He's better. Nathan McKinnon. He's better. That's the end of the list. Yeah. So every other player in the and here, I'll read you the eleven million range. Because that's let's Isn't Matthews some, making more than twelve? Matthews is making eleven point six. Oh, I thought he was making more than that. Okay, either way, yeah, continue. So let, let let's talk about the eleven million range, because this only this still only has six players in it, but this paints a bit more of a picture of who's up there. Drew Doughty. Yep. John Tavares. Yep. David Pasternak. Yep. Eric Carlson. Austin Matthews, or Tammy Panarin. So there's a mix of very old players. Yeah, who are not very good. No, and very good players. Who who are younger. Yeah. Here's, I think, where Pedersen's situation is unique. He's 25. He is, I think, where most people would consider at the beginning of his prime, Right. So when you look at $12 million now, you're accounting for a few things. You're accounting for the salary cap is going to gradually rise every year. This year, it's going up $5 million. You're accounting for the fact that you're banking on him getting better for the next few years and then probably plateauing for a while. But he's already a consistent 100-point scorer. That's back-to-back seasons. And he's in his early 20s. If you're going to sign him to eight years, that brings him until he's about 32 years old, roughly, 33 that's right through his prime so where he's signing this contract to me it makes sense i understand why he can demand that much money and i understand why the canucks are thinking it's worth it to offer it to him oh is that it yeah so <laughs> I, <laughs> you I seemed mean, like you were in the middle of going at it <laughs> no just just that to me I'm just saying I get it. Like, yes, it is a lot of money, and I think it's very nerve-wracking for Canucks fans because before this, our highest-paid player in franchise history has been Quinn Hughes. So it's kind of like, all right, what are we we looking at here? Because we've never had a player of this caliber when the salary cap has been where it is right now. Yeah, it's going to be tough. I think it's going to have a lot to do with the other contracts because it's not just Pedersen that has to resign this year. No. It's Hronik. Yep. It's Demko. No, Demko's a Demko's couple more next years. years. Um so it's Hronik, Pedersen, Myers, Zadorov. Zadorov. Why why did you say Myers' name? There? Well, because Lindholm. He, his contract's done. Lindholm. It is done, but we don't okay. It's I, just uh, contracts right. that are done on the team. Okay. Um I can look up who else, but those are that's five players that are we we've got a couple guys. And here's the thing. Hironic is gonna want a big pay raise too. He's making, I believe, right now a little bit over five million dollars. Apparently the starting number for Hironic is eight million. It just That's a lot of money. I don't see how we pay him twelve million dollars and are able to retain vital pieces to this team. That's the problem. We're not. I, I think you're completely right. And that's why I think the Canucks are so willing 
to load up on this season. What what are you laughing at? Uh, sorry, I'm just on cap friendly right now. Okay. Uh, the active defenseman on the Vancouver Canucks right now. Mm-hmm. Do you guys know how many of them are signed after next year? After next season? Yeah, so aren't like upcoming uh, free agents. It's going to be like two? It is two. It is Quinn, Quinn Hughes, Hughes and Noah Juleson. I mean, at least Juleson's been improving. No, you don't. <laughs> Zadorov's done. Ian Cole's done. Mark Friedman's done. Uh, Philip Ronick's done. And Tyler Myers are all done. Okay. Let's look at this on the bright side. Myers is done. And Casey DeSmith is also done. Okay, well, that's, you're talking about backup goalie numbers there, so that's we'll, we'll deal with that. Let's look at the defense first, okay? You got Quinn Hughes signed. That's that's the big that's the big one right there. You got him. Um, Philip Hironik, finding a way to give him another $3 million per season is going to be tough, and he's going to want that for a lot of time, too. He's probably going to want term with that $8 million contract. Um, Ian Cole. I'm not too worried about. As far as I'm concerned, that's someone who you can probably find a cheap replacement for or honestly even pay him a low amount of money and he will stay. I don't think he's someone who commands a very high um, uh, number, you know? Um, yeah, I, think, I think Ronick is probably a top priority for them, if not the top priority. I, I think yeah. that Quinn Hughes has been rifling through partners for his entire career and they finally found someone that they like with him um given this is a new regime and that this is their kind of first crack at giving him a partner i don't know i think once you find a partnership like this you you're going to pay a premium to make sure it sticks um especially when you consider like partnerships like you know mccarr and taves in colorado like taves probably makes more than he should but that's only because he's such a good partner for Makar. Yeah, that that totally makes sense. Um, when and you have to look too at the Canucks prospect pool, right? There's guys they're going to be able to call up that will either be on ELCs or short term contracts that will be very low paying, right? You have um, not that he'll be coming in next year or anything, but you've got Elias Pettersson, the defenseman in Sweden, who's playing quite well and could be in the NHL in the next couple of years. You've got Akito Hirose, who's basically just seasoning in the NHL right now, but he could be NHL ready by next year. You've got Jet Wu, who a lot of people are saying is ready to make the jump to the NHL next year. Plus, next year anyway, you still have Zadorov and Hughes signed and Juleson signed. I don't think the panic on defense is as big as we think it is. It's really about finding that money for Heronic. I think you guys are underplaying this. You want to go for a team that's window is like, we're right in the middle of the window. This The window is open. We yes. are in the window. And you want to go next year with what, like four rookies, three rookie defensemen? No, no, no. That That's what I'm saying is they're not like, we still have guys signed next year. It's after next year that's the problem. We right? don't have any veteran defensemen next year signed besides Quinn Hughes. Well, I'm, I'm trying to think of maybe a guy in free agency that might be willing to sign for a hometown discount that we could just pick up for free. Okay, we're not, we're not doing to this. to come back here. Okay, anyways. The dream's no, alive. Sticking back to the Canucks, there's just... Like, the more I'm looking at it, the more players that are going to want 
increases. Like Pedersen, let's say he gets the twelve million. Yeah. Lindholm, Lindholm next year needs to resign. He's making five right now. He's going to probably want close to six, seven. You're right, but I think the Canucks signed him with the intention of letting him go. I, I so don't then, think there's a reality where they're actually going to try to make. That so we work. have to find another second line player, a second line winger. Yeah, winger, center, whoever. Uh, Dakota Joshua needs to be resigned. That one I think is an underrated priority. I don't I think, think he's going to take a lot. I think he's going to ask for a fair bit of a raise. I think he's only well, yeah, making, he's making he's making league min right now, but I don't see him asking. Is he for, on a league min? Yeah, yeah, he'll be asking for I would say on the low end two million. I would say yeah, between uh, he'll be but be- somewhere between two and four. I think between two and four. Million. Yeah, four is I the think maximum. closer to two. I think. I think they'll land in the middle. I think he'll ask for four. I think the Canucks will offer two, and they'll find somewhere in the middle. Um, not to mention Oliver Ekman Larson is on the payroll next year. Yes. So that's two and a half mil gone. Right. And this year he was only making, uh, just a little over a hundred thousand, I believe. Like yep. it was, a, it's, it's very odd how that is structured, but yes, he's, he's virtually non-existent this year and next year it's a little bit over 2 million. Yeah. Um, one player that hasn't, that I completely set my head because he's on IR is we do have Carson Susie. It, oh, is his contract up too? No, he he's still here for another two years. Right, so there's so there's that's a guy another that defenseman that we have. Yeah. But and he's, he's solid when he's playing. Yeah, but yeah, that's a three, just over three million. That's going to be added to that. So it's going to be hard. I mean, a backup goalie is not something we shouldn't have to worry about because we can bring up uh, what's his face, Archer Silovs. Yeah, Silovs. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's going to be very very tight. With the twelve million dollars for Pedersen, it's doable, but yeah, it's going to be a real interesting offseason. Yeah, that's that's been my one issue with this team from the beginning is they're not built sustainably, and I think that's because of the way that they were built. But that's something I've been talking about for a long time. I don't want to get into it again in this podcast, but we we've talked about it for a while, and they were built in a strange way that doesn't make a lot of sense. And that's why they're going to struggle to keep them together. Yeah. Oh, and Brock Besser, who I love so much, has scored to get the Canucks on the board. It is 2-1 LA. Brock Besser with a beautiful signature power play goal. I Man, this kid, he's just so good. They, Where do you find talent like this? You don't. You, you create it in a lab. Look, look at this. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Look at this. Down. Boom. Going to try the little bumper thing. No, I'm going to disappear, and then I'm going to rip one top shelf. So you know how some people say, hey, you should go into broadcasting? Yeah. I don't think you should. What? That was a beautiful play-by-play. The people at home can visualize what I'm watching right now. You said, bang, bang, bang. <laughs> you don't make this. In, this is lab. <laughs> this is from a lab. That's what you said. <laughs> I said Jake has, I think Jake hung up because he didn't want to hear your play-by-play. Yeah, no, I, I didn't. Oh, I just don't know there. what to add. Like, <laughs> yeah, nice shot. Yeah. <laughs> don't know what to add because I said it all. Um, yeah. Okay, I got a question for you guys. Okay. Uh, two guys making very similar money are Connor Garland and Ilya Mikheyev. I thought you were going to say walk into a bar. No. <laughs> Uh, they're both signed until the 2026-2027 season. 
Sorry, that is Hughes and Makar. That is both? Ilya Mikheyev and oh. Connor Garland. Oh, I don't know what I heard. They Ilya Mikheyev <laughs> and Connor Garland. Yeah, okay. they're both making just under five million dollars. Okay, that is some cap space that could be moved. It but is. But who do you see, or who would be more likely to get moved? Because right now, I would say Connor Garland is worth more. Oh, for sure. But that's also why the Canucks are going to want to keep him. Exactly. So who would you rather trade? Would you rather give up more assets and get rid of the, get rid of the McKay of contract? Or maybe get something in return and give up the Connor Garland contract? At this point, like you mentioned earlier, we're in the window. Mm-hmm. This is the time where you dump aspect, <clears throat> assets to keep your team good. Getting an anchor like, and I'm sorry to call him an anchor because I I like the guy. He seems nice. He had a decent season last year before he got hurt. But this year, it's hard to argue that he has not been an anchor on this team. He's really held people back. Unfortunately, yes, this is a scenario where having Connor Garland, even though it'll cost us to get rid of Mikheyev, that is the way I would go, in my opinion. Because that's what's important right now, is being good. You're not worrying about what can you bring in for the future. You're worried about how can you supplement this team right now. And so for that reason, I think it's most important that we keep Connor Garland and we find a way to move that Ilya Mikheyev contract. Which is, even if that happens, we we have to rebuild our whole second line if we do that. Ilya Mikheyev has been on the fourth line yeah. since last since last calendar year. Jesus, did we get scored? Yep. Oh, no. Yeah, Ilya. <laughs> Preds legend Kevin Fiala has just roofed one on us. Yeah, Ilya Mikheyev started on the arguably second line, first line, whatever, and has yeah. slowly moved his way down the lineup. Yeah, and has just seemingly gotten worse as the season yeah. has gone on. But, I mean, you keep Connor Garland. He's staying on the third line. Yes, so, but that third line, you could argue, has been our best line. Yeah, that's fair. They have driven the momentum maybe more than any other line. And am I saying they'll definitely carry it over to next season? Not 100%, but it, it's still, I think, worth it to have guys like Joshua, Bluger, and Garland. When you have guys running things the way they are, you, you try to keep that going at all costs. That's not something that you can just... Like, that's not luck. You don't get a line like that very often. No, not that chemistry. No. That chemistry is something that's built in a lab. It's, (laughs) yeah, they make it in a lab. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Jake, who would you rather see them uh, keep? Or um, who would you rather see them get rid of uh, for the return that you could get or what you had to have to package to get rid of Mikheyev? What do you think? To get rid of Mikheyev? Well, yeah, I with the what he's making, I think he his contract is something that you'd have to throw in like a second round pick or something to it, get rid of. It's four million dollars for another two seasons. Yep. I don't know. I think you hang on to him. Like I, I just, I don't think that it's worth moving him. I mean, like, yeah, you get the salary cap space, but the like you'd have to pay a pretty steep price, especially considering where he's at now. I don't know. I think he's worth hanging on to. Yeah, I mean, like, he's shown what he can do, but I don't know if it's the system that the Canucks are running now or what it is, but he is a... Uh, yeah, he's just a guy that looks out of place. Um, Okay, well, 
I think that's enough salary talk. I think next week we're going to hopefully no more. Hopefully he signed. Yeah. The, Knowing this, he's, they're going to sign him at like 1 a.m. on Friday. Oh, yeah. He, he will, uh, rest assured, he will be signed minutes before I upload the yeah, finished episode. Gonna, we're yeah, we're going to finish this, and then he's going to get signed, and we're just going to have to put it in the description or something. Yep. Um. Okay, well, I did take a little peek at the inbox this week, and we had a lot of submissions. Okay. So I'm thinking, let's go for a little early inbox. Okay, sounds good. We're in the inbox. We are. We have 12 questions, which I think is the most for the inbox. That is, that is a lot. That is quite a few. Uh, first yeah. question to Jake. Okay. To Jake. They, it's like oh, a letter. You know what? Every time there's a question addressed to me, it's from the same goddamn guy. Is it the memes guy? Uh, well, Jake has two questions. What? Specifically for him. Uh, so, Jake. How did you become a Preds fan? Oh. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, yeah, I love telling this story. So growing up, I kind of, obviously my dad was a Boston Bruins fan, and he kind of, you know, didn't like the Canucks, and he liked the Bruins, and so he kind of sold me on the idea of, like, branching out and being a fan of a different team. And I wanted to be original, and I wanted to be a fan of a team that, you know, no one else really was a fan of. So I started to kind of look at her NHL and I was like, oh, you know, what team do I want to be a fan of? And around this time was the same time that NHL 06 was out. And I used to play that game with my friends a lot. And in NHL 06, uh, the Nashville Predators are absolutely cracked as they have like four players with 99 speed. And in that game, all you have to do is blow past the defenseman and roof it on the goalie. So I would always pick the Preds. And then obviously later when the Canucks played the Preds in 2011, uh, I got the chance to watch Shea Weber and Pekka Rinne. And um, I was like, oh, you know, like these guys are pretty cool. Yeah, like I think I'm going to be a fan of the Preds. And then... Every year after that, I just got more and more involved with the team. And then by the time 2017 rolled around, I was like a huge fan. And, and that was like just so awesome getting to watch them go all the way to the cup final. And yeah, I mean, now I'm like a full-fledged, they're my favorite team and I want to see them win. And yeah, that's kind of the story. It's a good story. It is. Um. Okay. No, Thanks, a, guys. <laughs> well, I don't know. I've, I've heard, heard that a hundred times. Now. Yeah. <laughs> it's still good. <laughs> Um, okay, this is a question for everybody. What can the fans do to make the atmosphere at Rogers Arena better? Any cheers, pregames, etc. Now, I have an answer. I think we should tailgate before Canucks games. Because the beer Where? prices are way too expensive. I think we clear out the parking lot that's right in front of the arena, set up a couple tables, and make it like a Buffalo Bill-style pregame. Where people are smashing tables, having barbecues. That's what I think that they should do. That would be so sick. It would be. But and everybody would go. The only problem is that that is that runs in clear violation of Vancouver's no fun rule. That is true. Which is where you're not allowed to do anything. You can't fun. have fun. No. Like this city bans every fun thing. Fireworks at all events, no more Canada Day celebration, no more, like, no well, uh, Halloween you're not allowed to do. You're not allowed to do fireworks anymore. There was a restaurant on New Year's who has, like, a specific liquor license that's, like, it's like the keg. On New Year's Eve, there was a bunch of people standing up and, like, dancing and stuff. Okay. They got their liquor license taken away. What? Because people were dancing 
on New Year's Eve. Some, some Vancouver, like city of Vancouver guy walked in there and was like, this isn't a nightclub. Yeah. This is the K. Yeah. So they got their <laughs> liquor license taken away for three days. Wow. Yeah. No fun zone for Vancouver. Yeah. Can you get your parking lot license taken away? Yeah, I don't <laughs> if you, know. If you have a tailgate party. But yeah, I think that there should that be, be some sick. sort of tailgate. Because I know they do like the little thing outside of the arena, but that's like... It's, it's honestly... That's where the Canucks should almost put something that's like, even if they run it and put it there. But right now, I think that it, it does suck because they have a DJ that just plays music that's way too loud. Yeah. And like to the point where like you cannot hear the person next to you. Most of the people there are just waiting in line to get inside anyway. So it's just kind of annoying and uncomfortable. And like we're right next to the beach. We could go onto the water. Like having, you have that giant ass parking lot. Throw a couple food trucks in there, throw a couple tables, make it, it's all gated off so you can make it 19 plus. Yeah. And like throw a party, throw a pregame. Yeah, that would be sick. The The prices are too expensive. Like the breweries need to get together, rent out that parking lot somehow, and you will make money. That's a very good point. Like, I, I like this. Yeah, it'd be like uh, during COVID when like, the fair was closed down, but they still had like the fair like drive through for all like the food trucks. Yeah, and shit. yeah. Like do something like that. Like just park it all around. Make it like a uh, what's the uh, Texas uh, or the barbecue? Um, they like do at Rocky Point. Yeah, like Rib Fest. Like something Love like that. Rib Fest. Yeah, but like just that setup. Make Rib Fest at the game. Yeah, sponsor it. Yes, have a Canucks game Rib Fest collab. Yeah, I love it. Okay, so that's my idea is uh, tailgating. What would you guys do to make Canuck games uh, more fun? Uh, Jake, you go first. I need a second to think. Oh, Jake, you there, buddy? Well, my phone says Jake's there, but because he's not talking, I'm going to talk. Okay. Um, I think the fans in the bowl, they just need to do more chants. They need to, like, get more involved with the play. When and you I, say bowl, what do you mean by that? Like, in the arena. Okay, like in the, the bowl, arena. like in the the bowl being like the bowl. So the arena. Yeah, yeah. Why the bowl? N- no, there's a lower bowl and an upper bowl. Yeah, there's two bowls. Both bowls need to be involved. Technically, it's a cylinder. Okay. Um, <laughs> I would like to see more chance. I would like to see more um, name specific stuff. Like we, you mentioned at the last game, how we were talking about how they were chanting J T Miller. After he had like a crazy shift, I for- oh it was after he scored that uh, shorthanded goal against Pittsburgh. Oh, hang on, Jake's calling me. Oh, and I, I think I hung up on him by accident. <laughs> oh damn it! Okay, sorry, J- we've lost Jake. He's trying to call back, and I, I okay. Just- well, yeah, having some more chance. Like if you watch uh, like any like uh, Premier League soccer games and stuff like that, where they have name specific chance, they have or like when uh, the salesman. Whatever they're fucking called from salesman. from the uh, little white caps, I don't remember their oh, name. Oh, the uh, Southsiders. Yeah, the Southsiders. They have like these player name chants, and it's like it's a soccer thing. But bringing that over to the NHL, I think, would be really fun. Yeah. Okay. So I was just. Oh, by the way, Jake, are you there? Okay. It says it says I'm on the phone with Jake right now, but I can't hear him saying anything. I'm gonna. Let me try. Jake says he's trying to talk. Um, hello. Oh, there he is. We found Jake. <laughs> there he what, is. What did you do? <laughs> I have no idea. I, I was not touching my phone and then you were gone, but yeah, I don't know what happened. Just all of a sudden 
you guys muted me or something. I maybe I I don't know what happened, but anyway, yeah, it was weird. I tried to throw it to you, and then we just didn't hear anything. So I was like, all right, I'll keep talking. Um, yeah, but Alex, no, when oh yeah, sorry, go ahead, go ahead. When you guys asked me what I would do to like change the atmosphere in the building, yeah, I what I was trying to say is lower ticket prices. Yeah, that'd make me happier. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we Lowering don't be in, like, in general. Yeah. That would that would definitely help. <laughs> like I'm not even kidding that is the only thing that is going to change the atmosphere in that building is getting the people in there that can actually that, like getting fans in there with their families and you know being able to afford it and it not costing them hundreds of dollars right like it's just way too expensive to go to a game you know like if you're if you're buying tickets for your family and transport and parking and food like you're looking at like a grand like it's just it's just unrealistic. And like how are you supposed to actually relax and have fun if that's looming over you? And if you're a younger fan, right? Like let's say you're early twenties, twenties, maybe even a late teenager, like you probably don't have two hundred bucks for a ticket. And if you did, you're probably not buying much booze because that's all twenty bucks a drink too. Like it's just way too expensive. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that for sure. Um Alex was just mentioning too, and me and him were talking about chants. That's what we were talking about while you were not here. Um, mm-hmm. And just about like, could we get the crowd a little more involved that way? And Alex mentioned the Premier Soccer League, how they have like crazy chants that they do. And I think that's kind of becoming popular on TikTok now. One that I kind of like that I think could fit for one of our guys. Uh, have you, have you, Jake, have you watched Ted Lasso? No. Okay, uh, that's a you're goaded mis- show. You're missing out because it's a good. Wait, did you say it's good or bad? Goaded. Oh, goat. Okay, I thought you said garbage for a second. No, I was like, no, what? it's like a top five yeah. show for me. I, I really like Ted Lasso, but there's one chant that they do for one player in at least the first season. It's Roy Kent. They all chant his name. They go Roy Kent, Roy Kent. He's here. He's there. He's every fucking where. Roy Kent, and it's like. It sounds so cool with the whole crowd doing it. Yeah. And in my head, it clicks so easily. Quinn Hughes. That just sounds really nice. Yeah. You know what I mean? That would work out. I, I could hear that. Now, obviously, the Canucks would never promote it because they're swearing in it. Maybe if we changed it to, like, every freaking where. I don't know if I would partake in, in the chant if it said freaking. No. Every heckin' where. Nope. Don't know why I'd say heckin' where. Every gosh darn where. I don't think it's going to work out. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, I just would like, I would start yeah. the the R rated version of that. Yeah, I would recommend if anybody's or if nobody's ever watched a like English Premier game or like any soccer game in Europe, watch it and just like look at the fans, look at the arena, yeah. and how intense they are. Like these are like it's like life or death for them for every game that they watch, and it is so fun seeing how passionate the fans are. Um, so yeah, I also don't know how. But it's like everybody in that arena knows the chance, and there's like twenty yeah. chants. But yeah, somehow they know crazy. every single chant. Um, so yeah, getting something like that going would be really, really cool, and something you don't see in any other uh, arena. Yeah, um, it's just like an English thing, you know, or like a like a British thing, because they do that for darts, they do that for UFC. Damn it! Yeah, like they're they, they're just passionate fans. All right, well, the Canucks are now completely on route to lose this game. It is 4-1 LA with seven minutes left in the third. They've scored again. Uh, Demko's just looking at the ceiling like, what am I doing here? Um, Was that Brant Clark that just scored? I believe it was. Yeah, he's nasty. 
Let's see what happens. It is a breakout kind of a two-on-two situation, and then I didn't see who that, I think, I hate to say it, I think that was Brock Besser that just kind of stopped skating. And, uh, yeah, Clark just beats him to the net by a fair bit. It was Besser. And, uh, yeah, that's that's when you don't really want to give up. That's a tough one. It was a better, better What's play. What's going on with this team? I know. They blow it up. Kuzmenko. Who would have thought? He was the missing piece. Don't think he was the missing piece. Uh, Marcus, question for you. Okay. Where on your body would you get the Canucks tattoo if they win this year? So I have a thought of where you should get it, but I want to know where you think you should get it. In my head, I feel like I would probably put it on like the back of one of my shoulder blades. Like, okay. Like just on on my back, like kind of, you know, like, yeah, just my upper back somewhere, probably in like one corner or the other. Okay. That, that's always how I kind of envisioned it. I mean, I, I have to say, I think I'd want to do a little bit more work on my arms before I decided <laughs> to put one there. If you know what I mean? <laughs> I feel like. <laughs> um, I was thinking of a place where you don't really got to work out. I'm thinking you get a tramp stamp. That is such a horrible <laughs> idea. In, I would never do that. In handwriting, just Vancouver Canucks 2024 Stanley Cup champions. Definitely not. I think that's where it should go. Jake, where do you want it to see it? Or maybe um, where you don't want to see it. Right. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, keep keep it off the chest. Um, I would say maybe like on the like upper leg, like above the knee. Upper leg above the knee. Okay. So your thigh? Yeah. Also, yeah, also called a thigh? Uh, I'd still you know. have to do a little work on the... Gotta get a couple this? more seasons of hockey in me before I put it there. What if you put it right on top of your head? <laughs> like right like in oh. the corner where the hairline's going back? <laughs> yeah. <Brutal. laughs> like cut the cul-de-sac and then put it right on the top of oh, the yeah, middle put of a the hole cul-de-sac. In the so it's not a cul-de-sac anymore. It's a roundabout. <laughs> you put one in the middle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Great. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> um, Marcus, another question for you. Oh, no. Now that the basement is open with Tanev to Dallas, who should <laughs> the Canucks be looking for? So I, who are you renting out the basement to? Oh, no. that's it. You know what? I like this. This is a fun way to do that. Mm-hmm. Who, who am I looking to bring in now? Um, I still do like the idea of bringing in a defenseman to shore us up, but it also sounds like Alvin and Rutherford are kind of eyeing top six forwards still. They want to bring in another top six winger. Yeah, they're. Uh, it sounds like they're still in the market for a Getzel. Who? Gensel? Gensel. There you go. There's an N in there. It, it's not close enough, though, Alex. Um, anyway, that's uh, something that... Gensel is a player, he would just be another Lindholm. He's another guy that would, I think, be a, a good addition to the team, but he wouldn't be someone that we would be able to keep. And I think he would be very expensive to attain, too. They're talking about a first-round pick and a roster player and possibly something else. Like, as much as I would like that, did we just get scored on again? Oh, God damn it, you guys. 5-1? How? You're like a squirrel. What do you mean? <laughs> you can't focus on talking. No animals can focus on talking, Alex. 
What, oh why is God. that so specific to squirrels? You're like a squirrel. You can't talk. What no, does that you can't mean? Focus on it. Like squirrels are just like, like bang, bang, bang. So many things going on at once. Squirrels do have a way of moving okay, around. We're not in quick. squirrel talk. Okay, that's a good point. Are you like, gonna finish what you were talking about? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's inbox. So what the question? What was the question? <laughs> this is what I mean. <laughs> okay. Who do you want to see the Canucks go oh, after? Honestly, I don't know. I kind of had all my eggs in one basket there with Tanev. I, I really, I, I don't know who else you add. I don't know who else is available out there right now. So I don't the basement's care. closed. The basement is not for rent anymore. Luke Shen. Noah Hannafin. Hannafin would be too expensive. I think, I don't know. Jake, what do you want for Shen? Um, Doesn't sound like the uh, the Preds are looking to trade Shen. It sounds like they're looking to trade Alex Carrier. No. So that would that would be the, the pull out of Nashville, not Shen. Okay. Um, Noah Hannafin, I mean, it's not a bad idea. He's a lot better than Tanev. I would disagree. Uh, question for Jake. Yep. How does Marcus smell? Marcus, no talking. What? How does he smell? Yes. Jesus, I have no idea. I've never smelled the man, at least intentionally. I, so I can I tell you really guys. Know. He smells like sandalwood. Sandalwood? I don't know. That's all I see him. Like, all of his body wash and everything is sandalwood. Can I talk? He looks, he looks like sandalwood. <laughs> I like that. No, we'll just leave it at that. Marcus looks like sandalwood. That's the worst insult <laughs> ever. Does that even mean? <laughs> um, no, no. I want to I wanted now talk about one of the funniest compliments I think I've gotten. I still remember this. When we went up to Alex's camp or to the cabin mm -hmm. where Alex says he didn't go camping as a kid because they always had the cabin <laughs> at the estate. But um, we went out there and we had to take a lake shower because I mean, daddy had to get the water line replaced or something. But <laughs> we were, so we're out at the boat and we've like brought our body wash out and stuff. And I think Alex... Alex made a mistake and brought like two shampoos or something by accident instead of a body wash. You you ended up out there without a body wash. You yep. asked to borrow mine. And mine was, it did happen to be sandalwood. Everything <laughs> you own is sandalwood. You, you like popped it open and you like smelled it first. You're like, oh, this smells like a man. <laughs> <laughs> it was just the weirdest thing. It was just like, <laughs> it was a really odd way to get complimented, I guess, because I don't think he really meant it as a compliment. It was just like an observation of the body wash, but I was kind of like, I guess that's a good thing. Wouldn't want to be out here smelling like a lady. Sandalwood. Sandalwood. Test it out. Yep. That's the official smell of Canucks videos. <laughs> uh, why does everybody want to trade pods? I don't want to trade pods. I do, but I don't remember talking about it. I don't want to trade pods. We shouldn't do that. I think pods would be a nice throw in for uh, uh, for the missing piece. We would have to get something pretty big back to get pods. You got to remember Noah that Hannafin. even though he's lower down right now in the depth chart of of things, as you could say, he still was a high pick and has high potential. So I think that he's worth a fair bit still. So if that brings in a big piece, then okay. But you're not just like throwing him in to supplement a trade. Like he would be like the main piece of a trade from us. Uh, and the last inbox question is a trivia. What? 
Yeah, somebody has given us a trivia. Oh, no. Why don't we use it as trivia then? Okay, we are going to. Um, then that's what we'll do. We're going to throw this one to break. The Canucks are going to lose this game 5-1, to one, so that sucks. That's a wrap on Canucks news for this week. Um, stick around for the second half and stick around during the break for this week's trivia, which comes from a fan. This week's trivia. Yeah. From Cole. From Cole. Name all the NHL teams that don't end in S. Oh, I can actually do this. Oh, yeah? I've, Tampa I, Bay Lightning, Minnesota Wild, Seattle Kraken. How many are there? There's four, I believe. Yeah, there's four. I don't know if I know the last one. Uh, Kraken, Wild, Lightning, oh. Avalanche. Avalanche. Oh, yeah. There, there you go. Good trivia. Thanks for the okay. trivia. Yeah, thanks, Cole. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. That was fun. Yeah, I enjoyed that. That's like a good level of difficult. Well, I mean, except that was I not. Knew, yeah, you guys got it in 20 seconds. Yeah, no, we need something that we mill about for like eight minutes yes. and then finally decide to start the podcast. That again. is my specialty <laughs> to find very obscure trivia that somehow Marcus will know. Okay, right, that's so this week's trivia is a little game for Marcus and Jake. You guys are going to pick three different teams and you are trying to get the highest combined streak head-to-head against the Vancouver Canucks. If that makes sense, Jake. Highest streak? So let's say the Canucks had a three-game win streak against the Carolina Hurricanes in the playoffs. You would have three points. But if they had a three-game losing streak, you would get minus three points. Okay. So... We're trying to guess the team that the Canucks have the highest win streak against. Pretty much, yeah. Okay. Do I get... Wait, like how many are we trying to guess? No, so you're going to pick three and Marcus is going to pick three. You guys will go like back and forth. And then at the end of the episode, I'll let you guys know who who won. won. Okay, cool. I like that. Who goes first? Um, The first player... Or the first person to tell me a team that the Canucks have never played against in the playoffs. Have never Seattle. played against. That is correct, Marcus. You will start. Okay. Okie doke. Mm. St. Louis Blues. The Blues. All right, Jake, who would you like to select? So wait, are we talking about Playoff only, or are we talking about regular season? Playoff only. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah, so you got to go back. You got to rack the brain. Okay, I'm going to go Nashville. Okay, Jake takes Nashville. All right, Marcus, it is now your turn. Do you you want me to tell you the highest win streak and the lowest win streak? No. No? Okay. Like, I wasn't going to say the teams, just what the points oh, are. Oh, sure, yeah, yeah, you can say what the number is. The highest win streak for the Canucks is seven games. Whoa, really? The lowest is six games. Hmm. Okay. I'm trying to think of a team that we'd like. 
that I remember, like, we beat a few times in a row in the playoffs. And it's just counting the most recent games, right? Like, the most recent time we played them? No, this is, like, this is a streak. So, like, if we swept the team, like, two times in a row, it would be an eight-game win streak. Right. Okay. Um, hmm. Okay. Man, I'm making this harder than it should be, I feel like. Uh, the, mm, damn it. Damn it. This is really hard. And I did lie. The longest win streak is uh, four. Four. Okay. Yeah, that makes seven. sense. So I'm trying, that's the thing. I'm trying to think like, what's the last team we swept? And I, I don't remember like right <laughs> off the top of my head. Should I remember? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Okay, I, I cannot remember the last time that we swept a team, but I, I'm i just trying to think of now, like, recent playoff matchups at all, like 2000s, 2010s. The San Jose Sharks. Okay. I know we didn't sweep them, but, like, I'm just trying to think of... I'm going to go with the Minnesota Wild. I think the Canucks played them like in back-to-back years in the early 2000s and beat them. I could be wrong, but I think that happened. Okay, the Minnesota Wild are off the board. Marcus, your last pick. Uh, I don't know. I feel like I'm doing bad because every time I say one, Alex <laughs>, laughs at me. Um, Shit. I'm trying to think like early 2000s too. Like the last time we went to the playoffs, like a few times in a row. You know what I'm trying? No, who did we play? Okay, so before 2011, the Canucks lost to Chicago twice in a row, but both of those were second round matchups. So I'm trying to remember the first rounds of those years who we played. I know it was not Anaheim in either of those years. That's why I thought St. Louis might've been one of them. Ah, damn it. I can't. I was a I was a kid then. I was a little kid. I can't remember who those first rounds were were against. Um I'm gonna look it up after because I'm gonna be mad that I don't know. We lost one of the ducks in there somewhere, like before that. I'm, I'm going to put a shot clock on you soon. Oh no, no, don't shot clock me. Damn it. Um who's just in the Division or was in the division. No, 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 don't do that. Don't do that. Um, I'm counting with my fingers. I can see that. I know. Um, I'm going to go with the, I don't know. Damn it. I got to just name a team. The timer went off. Yeah, you need to name the team. I know. Um, The Colorado Avalanche. Okay. Colorado Avalanche. I'm not proud of that answer, but I just I I'm I've completely blanked. I feel like there's something I'm missing completely that I should have remembered that I don't. Okay, and Jake for your final pick. I think I'm gonna go with the LA Kings. The LA Kings. Okay. This uh this is interesting. Have we tied? Uh you guys won't know until the very end. Okay. But I think this was good. This is a this is good trivia. The way Alex is looking at me, I feel like I've like failed spectacularly somehow. It's hard to tell. I mean, I don't think it's hard for you to tell because you're looking at the scores right now. So there are only six teams that the Canucks have a win streak against. 
Did I guess any? Did we guess any of them? You guys will find out okay. at the end of the episode. Okay. Stick around. You're listening to the Vancouver Boys Podcast. That's her name. Don't wear it out. Man, we got to sign this guy to a six by six. Tampa Bay was $18 million over the salary cap. UC Saros is the best goalie in the NHL. Blast off. Welcome back to the second half after a very exciting competition between the two other co-hosts. Who's going to win? Who knows? Puck? We're going to find out. But first, we're going to start the second half as we start every second half. My favorite segment, your favorite segment, Marcus, press the button. What a goof! Take it away. That's right. Welcome to the biggest goof of the week. It's my part of the show, my segment where I go to find a story that involves a player, coach, team, organization, whatever, whatever you bring up a story with the guys we've chat about. And this week, the biggest goof of the week is the Calgary Flames for making just a series of questionable trades, culminating in this week's trade of Christopher Tanev to the Dallas Stars for just not a very good return. A no-name prospect, a set and a conditional third for potentially the most valuable defenseman on the market? Questionable. Questionable. How are we feeling? I think the biggest goof of the week is Patrick Alvine for not beating that offer. Are you kidding me? You're telling me basically Linus Carlson in a second could have locked down Chris Tanev? What are we doing? I think there's a, a lot of teams in the same boat or, uh, or a lot of fans that feel the same as Marcus from uh, different organizations because... That's not a whole lot, especially when you compare it to the uh, Lindholm trade. Yeah, and it's like, again, I, I get why the goof is the Flames, though, because it's like, it feels like GMs around the league would have been willing to offer more than that. How did the Flames management group not, like, start a bidding war? That's typically how this goes. There's no way that no one was willing to offer more than that. Like you said, he's maybe the most sought-after defenseman on the trade market right now. Definitely the most attainable Yeah, or what he brings, his contract. Oh, his contract is virtually nothing now yeah. because they also worked into this deal that Carolina... Was it Carolina that picked up like 50%? Uh, the Devils. Or the Devils, thank yeah. you. Sorry. Black, white, and red team from the East. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But they... Uh, yeah, they ended up... Um, retaining half. So the Chris Tanev's cap hit for Dallas only ended up being like $1.6 million or something stupid like that for yeah. the rest of the year. That's crazy. It is definitely a head scratcher. Um, I mean, I love it for Dallas. Yeah. I didn't think that they needed another defenseman. Their defensive core is pretty good. But I guess if you don't have to give up that well, much... And it's also, then... you're taking it away from a team like the Canucks or, you know, a team like the Avalanche. You know, it's better they have him than they have to go against him pretty much. Addition by subtraction. That's a crazy that phrase. I don't know if I've heard that. Like, I, it made sense. But it, it does. a great use of that saying. Well right? done. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Thank Did you, you invent that? No, that is a, that's a very well-known saying. Oh. I didn't know. I don't that. use it very often. But I've never heard it, like but right I, I was impressed by how much sense that made. Thank you. Um, so yeah, Chris Ten of Dallas Star. Have you painted the basement green yet, Marcus? No. No, because he's coming to Vancouver as a free agent, and everyone knows this. The dream is alive. 
Uh, there's no chance that he does not run to Vancouver as soon as free agency opens up. This is a team he wants to play for. The team wants him here. There is no logical reason for him not to sign with Vancouver once his contract is up this summer. Would you put a tattoo on it? No. So you're not that confident. I'm confident, but I don't want a tattoo that says Chris Tanev signed summer offseason no, no. If he doesn't sign, then you get a tattoo. If he do- oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Well, I guess no. I'm I'm also not that confident. <laughs> I don't want I don't want to get Here's the thing. Like if me and you were in private and you said that, sure. We're talking to many internet Yeah, this is why I'm asking right you on yeah, this. Yeah, no, I can't do it because they're it all get, they're they're going to like post this all over the internet and be like he's not a man of How his about word. If he doesn't sign, you buy a Chris Tanev jersey of whatever team he signs to. Oh, I hate that. I love it. I think that's good because you have been way too confident and way too cocky about him coming to the Canucks that you got to put your money where your mouth is. If he doesn't end up as a Vancouver Canuck by the end of 2024, you buy a Tanev jersey for whatever team he's on. Okay. And I hope he's on the Maple Leafs. No, I know. I I hope he's on the Maple Leafs. As I was agreeing to that, I was like, fuck, what if he goes to Toronto? (laughs) I would love that. That would, oh no. I, you know what though? Here's my one thing is it's going to be a Fanatics jersey because Fanatics takes over this season too. So at least I hope that means the price is going to drop. One thing's for sure. The jersey is going to be terrible. I was almost expecting that to be the goof. Yeah. The MLB. You guys. Yeah. We, I know we're, we're going to talk about hockey and that's going to be a a lot of this. And this is hockey related because everyone or a lot of people know Adidas does not have the NHL jersey contract past this season. It is a 10 year fanatics contract for them to produce the jerseys for the next 10 seasons. Um, have you guys seen the atrocity that is the fanatics MLB jerseys this season? No. Oh, you haven't seen them, Jake? No, I haven't. Oh, it's an absolute joke. The uniforms it's can you send them to me. Um, just literally just search up fanatics MLB. Yeah. It's okay. So to give the, listeners out there who don't have the ability to Google this right now, a quick idea of what Jake's going to find. We're it's talking value about village. Yeah. Like it, it's <laughs> brutal. We're, we're talking about the other thing is, so for the MLB, it's not just the jerseys; It's the full uniform yeah. that they create. They've given them basically see through pants where you can see the Jersey tucked in. Like you can see like where the actual lining of the Jersey you can is. See, you can see the junk. Yeah, the meme the memes are pretty good too. Like one of them is just like a clear rain suit that says Dodgers. Like <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Um, yeah. There's that, but also like they're saying fanatics took away like any like logos that are stitched onto the sleeves. Well, yeah, it's all uh, it's, it's all screen, iron pressed. Yeah, it's like screen printed yeah. and iron pressed. It's not like actual patches. No, anymore. there's no stitching. the The names on the back are way smaller. Yeah, the that's colors weird. Are the wrong. lettering is small. Yeah, yeah. like it just Pe- looks people like have been fake. Re- people have been receiving jerseys where numbers are ironed on upside down yeah it's just bizarre what's been going on and yeah it's just they're gonna bring it over to the nhl like the all-star jerseys next year are gonna be horrible well it's it's not even about the designs so much it's about the well yeah and the quality it's about the fact that they're gonna be terrible like if you are someone who has ever thought about getting a hockey jersey get one now yeah because by Mm -hmm. the summer of this season 
like we all know what the fanatics fan apparel hockey jerseys are like. They're not they're not the same. They're not well, nice. So like NHL doesn't really have it. I don't know if the MLB does, but the NBA has three different jerseys. Uh, I don't know what the names are, but there's like a top tier one, a middle tier, and a bottom tier. Yes, it's like um, on court or something. Yeah, like Swingman. Yes, yeah, Swingman. I think Authentic is one. Yeah. It, yeah, but you're right. There's three levels. And the bottom level is the like the one that's like 20 bucks. It's like screen printed. It's pretty much like if you don't have uh, like a lot of money, but you still want to be able to like support the team or whatever or have like merch, this yeah. is the one you get. It, you you cover the basis, you have the team name, but it is the cheapest possible way to do it. And they are now giving this to the athletes to wear, and they're only selling that. Like, that's the only kind is they're selling the very cheap version, but they're still selling it for like $400. Oh, what? Like, the jerseys are still the same price as like the quality jerseys, but the quality's not there. Oh, man. Yeah, it is It is horrible that... The quality's going down and the prices are staying the same. Tell me how that makes sense. Yeah, that's brutal. So oh, it's going to be real interesting to see what they do with the jerseys next year. Yeah, I'm I'm glad. I've got my Canucks home jersey and I've got my black skate jersey. I guess I just got to get the Adidas away jersey and then I should be should be set. But man, I I hope that Fanatics kind of rolls out three as well. Because right now, the jersey, the hockey jerseys that Fanatics makes for fans are not good enough no. for me. And they're definitely not good enough for the players on ice. Because you guys remember, like, we grew up basically with Reebok having the contract. Yeah. Like, that's when I got into hockey was Reebok made all the jerseys. Yeah. They had two. They had the on-ice jerseys, which I think they were called Reebok on ice. And they're like... If you see those selling online, they're usually selling for 300 bucks or more because they're made like double stitched. They've got the fight strap. They're super thick. Then they had the fans ones, which were just like the jersey you probably grew up with as a kid if you're in your 20s. Like yeah. that, that's what you had. Um, now, Adidas kind of has two as well, but then they added Fanatics as like a bottom tier. So like you have the Adidas on ice, the Adidas fan jerseys, and then the Fanatics fan jerseys. So Fanatics, I, I don't, I'm interested to see if they'll replace both of the top tiers or just one and leave the fans with the crappy ones. Is Fanatics going to do the Olympic ones? No, that's IIHF. So that's yeah. a different contract. That has been Nike for as long as I can remember. Oh, it's still with Nike? Ni it has been Nike like... Oh, okay, okay. Oh, man. Like, I think the 87 Canada Cup jerseys were Nike. Like, okay, that's okay. always been Nike. That's good, at least. Yeah, and I'll be honest, I don't love the Nike ones either, but they're still better than Fanatics. Yeah, it's going to be very hard to do worse than the Fanatics. Yeah, I, I I, really, I can't get over this. I wish they would have gone back to CCM so badly. That's just... Go that's a Coho. Coho and CCM are very similar to me. I just liked a lot of the jerseys when CCM had the contract. And like, I've, I've collected almost every brand of jersey there is, I just find the CCM ones are really high quality. Like the ones they sold the fans, like I know you guys can't see us, but Alex, the one behind you is a CCM. That's just like, that's a solid quality. Like that's what you expect when you think of a hockey jersey. If you guys are wondering, it's a Mark Messier Canucks jersey. Nope, that is completely so wrong. It is, a, <laughs> it is a Trevor Linden 94 white skate jersey and it's beautiful. Oh, I just saw the captain and it was a Canuck. Oh yeah. I just yeah, assumed yeah. the best captain. Uh, funny guy. <laughs> 
do stand up anyway. <laughs> I like the AHL uh, CCM jerseys. Yeah, that's what I mean. The modern ones are sick, right? Yeah, like the necklines are really nice. The fabric's really nice. Like AHL jerseys are going to unironically be better than <laughs> NHL jerseys. You're right. You're right. I might. This might actually be the thing that makes me go buy an Abbotsford Canucks jersey. Because I want to support the team, but I end up finding out that all of the Canucks stuff is awful. So I have to go get an Abbotsford jersey. Which, honestly, it would be kind of a sick addition. I wish Abbotsford would roll out a blue jersey. They have the whites and the greens. Really wish they would do blue. Because I just the green ones just, I don't know. I don't love them, personally. Um, all right. Well, let's continue on. Uh, I think that's enough yeah, Jersey sorry. talk. We do a lot of that here. Yeah. Jersey you... talk ends up being like, like if you were to accumulate all the time we've ever spent talking on the podcast and then look at how much time of that has been Jersey talk, it's probably like 10% of the entire podcast. Yeah. It's a lot. There's a lot. It's a surprising <laughs> amount. Like when we get on it, we don't get off of it. No. We're very passionate about our jerseys. Yes. Alrighty. So it is. Currently, February 29th. Yep. This is going up on March 1st, which is... Oh, it's a leap Friday. year. Yes. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah, it's our first leap year. What? Congrats, guys. Happy leap year, everybody. Marcus, year there is day. exactly an hour and 45 minutes left in the leap day before you figured out it's a leap day. Yeah, that is tough. That's awesome. You should have figured no, that out No, it's cool. Before. Think about it. This is basically a free day. What'd you do with it? I I had breakfast with my grandpa at White Spot. That's nice. Yeah, my grandparents, bo- both of them were there. It was fun. It was a good, uh, nice little family breakfast. Uh, funny enough, they all they wanted to talk about was hockey. It's all they would talk about the whole time. Your family is a very big hockey family. They do bring it up from time to time. Yes. <clears throat> They're big fans. Well, you're not going to be able to do that for another four years. So at least you got it done. Yes. <laughs> very good. Um, yes. So this is going up on March 1st. We're not going to talk to you guys for another week and we are going to be missing the trade deadline. Oh, oh, damn it. I didn't even think about that. Yes. The trade deadline for the NHL. Are you trying to Google this as you're talking? Yeah. Yeah. I thought I was like, this doesn't sound right. Uh, is on March 8th. Oh, wait. So we totally so we have another episode, like, oh, three shit. days before that. Fuck, so what are we going to talk about? <laughs> we can still speculate. I know, I know something that we can talk about. Okay. So, earlier this week, a lot of, um, like, news outlets were talking about how today was, like, a pretty busy day in the NHL. You know, there was, like, you know, like 10 to 15 games on in the NHL. Yeah. And so a lot of teams were like, or uh, outlets were predicting who was going to win, who was going to lose. And I saw a story predicting that the Preds win streak would come to an end, but it didn't baby seven games in a row for the Nashville Predators. And they are firmly in that wild card spot. Wow. They are in the conversation to start their playoffs in Vancouver. That's crazy. Yeah, not looking forward to that. Dude, here's the thing. No matter why it's happening, it's got to be a bright spot for you that your favorite team 
that is not local is could be playing playoff games in your hometown. You have that to I be, will be able to go to. Like, I totally agree, but the ticket prices are going to be insane. Like, uh, it's just so frustrating. Like, of course, I want to see the Preds play the Canucks in real life in the playoffs, but I just know I can't do it, and it kind of breaks my heart. Well, because you're right, all those things are true, and the only reason why I won't be there is because the price is going to be stupid. Like, I don't think there's going to be a ticket cheaper than 500 bucks. Let me put it this way. Let me at least see what I can do because as you know, and most of our listeners know, we are season ticket holders. And usually that comes with perks such as getting first priority access to tickets, meaning they're not on the resale market. We get them at face value and usually we get a bit of a discount on top of that for being ticket members. I don't know how that will apply to the playoffs because it's been nine years since the Canucks have had a home <laughs> playoff game. So I don't know how much they'll change the system this year, but let me see what I can do because we might be looking at getting a couple extra tickets here and there. So mm. if it does end up in fact being Nashville in the first round, let me see what I can do. No promises, well, I appreciate, but I'll yeah, take I a look. I appreciate it, man. But like, you know, put, put it this way uh, in our like most expensive games in our section from our seats, the yeah. most expensive games in the regular season are about 90 bucks each. That's the face value. Mm. So I yeah. would assume in the playoffs, you're probably looking closer to 150 each. Yeah, maybe. That, that see, that's like a ballpark estimate. And also Canucks fans who are listening to this that are like, 150 bucks, I can do that. No, you can't because you're going to be looking at resale tickets. They're going to be immediately sold out. Like there, there will be... This is going to be like trying to get Taylor Swift tickets. It will be damn near impossible <laughs> to get before they hit the resale market. They might be harder to get than Taylor Swift tickets. Yeah, you got to think. This is one of, one of the biggest hockey markets in the world, and they've been deprived of playoff hockey for nine years. There are kids that have had an entire childhood, and they were born after the Canucks had their last home playoff game. Like... Get ready. It's going to be very tough. It's going to be a tough market, but I'm uh, I'm hoping we can make something work there for sure. Do you think you'd be able to get home? I know you're in school and stuff. Oh, I would make it work. Believe okay. me, I would make it work. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll try to get you tickets, but that's the other thing I don't know is when we get that ticket buying option. I don't know if the if the matchups will be locked in yet. Like it might be once we clinch a playoff spot, they go on sale. So. I don't oh, know what yeah, will happen probably. there, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, we'll we'll cross that bridge when we get there. Alex mm -hmm. is looking at me like, dude, you've been talking about tickets for like five minutes. Are you, are you done yet? No, you can keep going. No, that's that's <laughs> all I got. That's all I got. Hmm? It's um, yeah. I mean, they're scheduled to play in the first round. There's obviously a lot of movement that could still go on. Um, I mean, I don't know how much you guys trust the Nashville Predators. Um, but I mean, a team like Vegas could still catch Vancouver technically. Um, oh yeah. The Canucks have not locked down that top spot. Yeah. And Nashville has not locked down that bottom spot. Yeah. It seems like it's going to be either Nashville or LA. Okay. Uh, LA might jump Edmonton, but I most think St. likely. St. Louis is also in the conversation. 
I haven't looked at the standings lately. Let me. Well, here I'll I'll run the standings for you guys. We can take. We yeah. can. Uh, sure. Let's. What would it's the three quarter check in. Yeah, pretty much. It's about three quarters. So your Vancouver Canucks are first in the West. Okay, with with we got about twenty so, games to go here. Yeah, they they've played sixty two games. They have eighty three points. Uh, second in the Pacific is Vegas with seventy three. Third is Edmonton with seventy two. So they hold a pretty firm lead on the lead in the Pacific. However, the whole Western Conference is still up for grabs because Dallas has eighty one points. So they're two points behind us. Two points behind. Winnipeg has seventy nine, and Colorado has seventy nine. Okay. So that is a very tight race over there. It is. Not to mention that Winnipeg has four games in hand over the Dallas Stars. Um, and four games in hand technically over the Vancouver Canucks. So we could also end up seeing a Winnipeg-Nashville series. Uh, Yeah, that is very likely as well. That... No! <laughs> you're going to... You're pretty much... You're going to play either Dallas, Winnipeg... Colorado or, or Vancouver. Which, I think honestly, out of all those, I'd probably want Dallas and then Colorado and then Vancouver and then Winnipeg. Oh man. Uh, honestly though, do you think the Preds could take Winnipeg in a series? No, I don't think the Preds can take anyone in a series. I'm just going to be honest. Like, I don't think the Preds are be are getting out of the first round. I, I've been saying all year, I hope they don't make the playoffs. But if they do and they play the Canucks, like, then yeah, I don't want to see that. But yeah, I just, this last like seven game stretch has been wild. Like they scored six goals tonight. Yeah, that's just, crazy. Anyway, yeah, it's been, it's been a really weird year for the Preds for sure. Um, yeah, so that is the central and the two wildcard teams are LA and Nashville, uh, both with 70 points respectively. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then the next closest team is a three-way tie between Calgary, St. Louis and Seattle with 63 points. So that's seven points back. Yeah, that's, it's It's, pretty well decided. It's looking like unless there's a huge drop off or one of those three teams, you could even throw Minnesota in with 62 points. Uh, unless one of those teams goes on a major run, it's going to be uh, those uh, eight teams in the playoffs. Mm. But just for speculation, out of Calgary, St. Louis, Seattle, Minnesota, which one could you see making a run? Seattle. I like Seattle. If they don't sell at the deadline, I think they could get it done. I like Calgary. I was going to say Calgary too. I don't know. Unless the is, they sell Markstrom. That's the, I don't think they're selling Markstrom, but they are looking at selling Hannafin, right? Like they're still going to get worse. Hannafin won't be. Hannafin isn't a rental. He still has contract left. So they could still trade him in the off season. That's true. That's true. So if they hang on to him, yeah. I guess they could. I think that their biggest, like if they trade Markstrom, there's no shot. If they keep Markstrom, they could make a run. But yeah, and I don't, I don't see any of the teams really going on a huge losing streak out of Nashville, LA, and Edmonton. Like it, it seems pretty set in stone for the uh, the West. However, the East is a uh, is kind of a different story. Uh, the top of the Atlantic Division 
and top of the East is actually Florida, which yeah. uh, at the start of the season, I don't think anybody expected. Uh, they have 84 points, but they have one game in hand on Boston, who also has 84 points. And then third in the Atlantic is your Toronto Maple Leafs with 76. So just hanging on. The Metro, somehow Philly is still third and is in a playoff spot. Carolina is in second with 78. And the New York Rangers are holding the top spot of the Metro with 83 points. And Philly just got hammered by injuries. Yeah. Like, Konechny, Ristolainen, and Drysdale all just got injured. Yeah, that is... It's still insane to me that they have four extra... Or, sorry, they have five points more than the New Jersey Devils, which I think I had yeah, them winning the Metro this year. nuts. Like, nobody saw New Jersey falling. No. Nobody saw Philly doing this well. Uh, I think New Jersey should sell. Like, the Devils aren't even in a playoff spot right now. Yeah. The wildcard teams, which are surprising, is Tampa with 70 and Detroit with 72. All right. I, I do want to keep talking about this, but let's say next year things do not go well for New Jersey. Do you do a one-for-one one Jack Hughes for Elias Pettersson? Yes. You do that? A million times. He's making $8 million. The, oh, I forgot about his contract. That's right. I did forget about that. Actually. A first-line center making $8 million for like six years or something yeah, like that? Yeah, that's true. That's I'd do true. that in a heartbeat. I don't know, Jake, what do you say? In a heartbeat. Yeah. I would say yes, too, but only because of that contract. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. I think Pedersen's a better player than Hughes. I remember when, when Hughes signed that contract, Jack Hughes signed his contract. We all said it was a bad contract. Yeah, because yeah, he was unproven. Yeah, he. I think he had like 60 points or something like yeah, that. Yeah, he had one, like his rookie season, people were calling him a bust because he yeah. didn't produce. The next season, he got 60 points, which is good, but like nothing crazy. And then they signed him to 8 mil, and we were like, whoa, that's a gamble. But man, did that pay off for them. Yeah. Um. So yeah, they are outside with 64, tied with the Islanders at 64. Washington was 63, Pittsburgh was 62. So a pretty sizable gap uh, with five points, keeping the Devils out of the playoffs from Philly. Uh, you guys see any of those teams making a jump into the playoff spot? And do you see either Tampa, Detroit, or Philly falling out? I mean, Detroit falling wouldn't shock me. Neither would Philadelphia. Just because they're teams that I think are somewhat unproven. And if I had to pick one to jump up, it would probably still be New Jersey. Would you, like, out of those four teams, who would you want to see play playoff hockey? Uh, what are the four teams? Sorry? Uh, the Devils, the Islanders, uh, the Capitals, Pittsburgh, and you can throw Buffalo in there too. I think the Isles. I think Bo Horvat's just going to put them on his back. They're going to get it done. That's who you'd want to see in the playoffs? Yeah. Okay, Jake, what about you? You see any of those teams dropping? Who would you want to see in the playoffs? Who do you think is going to be in the playoffs? Um. Well, I want to see the Senators, but we all know that's not happening. Um, yeah, no, I didn't I even mention them. <laughs> I think that probably the Capitals, just because you know you want to see Ovi play as many games as he can to try and get those goals. But uh, yeah, I mean, like, I want to see... Tampa Bay fall out. I predicted at the beginning of the season that they would. 
And if they do, for some reason, I want to see the Capitals get in. But I don't know. The Eastern Conference right now is like it. It's starting to spread, but like it isn't quite there yet. Like the fact that the Flyers have less points than both of the wildcard teams is crazy to me. Like it just shows how strong the Atlantic is compared to the Metro right now. Yeah, it's, the, it's, it's wild. They are a. Uh, it's a whole different breed over there. Like for the past, like what, like seven, eight years, like the Atlantic has always just produced great teams. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. It's just continuing. But yeah, Philly's only got 69 points. If they were in any other division, they would have been out of the playoffs easily. Mm. So strength of uh, division, I guess you could say. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, I was prepared to talk about the trade deadline, so I don't have anything yeah, else. Yeah, we'll be saving that for next week. Yeah, I mean, hopefully none of the trades... I know they do a lot of uh, trades recently before the trade deadline. Yeah, so, but we can't really cover them if they haven't happened Yeah, yet. exactly. So, so yeah. Uh, Next week will be some recap and some speculation then. That's what I think. But enough of what I think. I think it's time that we hear what someone else thinks. It's time for... Thoughts. Thoughts. That's your segment, buddy. I know. I don't have a a thought. Well, you're going to have to think of a thought. You just got to think one thought. It is tough. doesn't seem tough. Well, because, I mean, you can have so many thoughts, but then it's kind of like those thoughts can be solved very quickly. Yeah, sometimes they are. Addition by subtraction. How's the new twig? I got oh, another yeah. new twig. Wait, really? Yeah. What? So the one I got, it was like, I, I always, or I guess this year, um, I started using a longer stick. I put an extension in the Sherwood I was using, and I loved it. Um, and then ended up snapping it, so I got a new stick, and I got the longest version. It was a pro stock, and that one was just way too long. And it had a it had a weird curve on it. I, I kind of panic bought because I was like, I need a stick. So I used it for the one game. Didn't really like it that much. Took it back. And they really, I was just like, oh yeah, I just taped it up. You know, there's no damage to it. They took it back. I ended up getting a warrior. Never had a warrior stick in my life. But I love it. Oh yeah? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, um, it's a QR520 or something like that. So it's like a step below like the QR5 is like the top of like the warrior QRs or whatever. So the QR20 is like a step below it or whatever. But I love it. Um, I've only used it for one game. Uh, it didn't score. So mm. could blame it on the stick. Um, yeah, I really like it. I need still a couple games to get used to it, I think. Uh, it's got a little bit of less than a toe curve. Kind of opens up a little bit more. But um, so far, so good. Jake, yeah, I used a, I used a warrior for like five years. Oh yeah, in like midget and juvenile, loved it. Yeah, like one of my favorite sticks I've ever used. Well, and another sure. thing is they have sixty day warranty, so like I get two months with it, which will go to the end of the season, and if I break it, I can just return it. Oh, instead nice. of the thirty day or the no warranty on the pro stocks. Hmm. Yeah, so, like my warrior lasted. Like I had two warriors, and they lasted me so long. They're good sticks. Perfect. Cool. And like when I was a kid, they used to make those like they called them the Kremlin curve. The Kremlin. 
Yeah, so you know how CCM made the crazy OV? Yeah. So Warrior also made a crazy OV curve, but it was called the Kremlin curve. Okay. Yeah. And anyway, and like playing with that stick was always nuts because the curve on it was so stupid, but you could be like in the crease and roof it. Yeah, just banana hook. Oh, hey, I believe me in our last game that I oh, played, yeah. I was in the crease and roofed it. And when I say roofed it, I mean, I hit the net on top of the glass <laughs> from in the crease. It like that puck went 90 degrees straight up in the air. It was like, uh, who was that first overall pick uh, before the Sedins? Uh, Patrick Stefan? Yeah. Do you guys ever see the uh, highlight of him on the empty net? No, this was nothing like that. It was an empty net and you missed it by like 20 feet. That's what he did, and that's what you did. It, the, he was skating, like, decently fast. You were right. You weren't doing that. You were stationary. I was, yes. But, was there a goalie in the net? Uh, he was coming back into the net, like, sliding back to his right. He was, like, far to his left out of the net and then had to, like, kind of panic dive back to the right. And I did have a lot of real estate to shoot at, but he was covering the bottom part of the net. So I figured, all right, I got to elevate this. And I sent the puck at the ceiling. <laughs> Marcus sent it to the moon. Yeah. To, yeah of uh, course he did. Put it I remember when I was teaching Marcus how to play, um, like the first few times we went out on the ice, it was just like trying to help how to skate, right? Yeah. And we went out to one and it wasn't just skating. It was like stick and puck. So we had pucks and whatever. And we were like, okay, like I'll teach you how to like pass and shoot and whatever, right? And we did that for a while. And Marcus was kind of struggling with like, like, getting the puck off the ice with like a wrist shot or like a saucer pass or anything like that. So I was like, all right, like let's try maybe like some like, like chip ins. Like we'll just chip it towards the boards and see how we can get it. Like if we can get it off the ice, right? For whatever reason, every time he touched the puck, when we were trying this, he was launching it into the roof. Like the puck was going up into the rafters the whole time. We're like six feet away from the boards. I'm like, how the hell can you manage to do this? But you can't do anything else. <laughs> yeah. He is a, uh... A master, or what's the term? No, that's it. A jack of all trades, a master oh. of none. Oh, okay. Well, but you're the opposite of that. You're a master at one. A master at getting at the puck 100 the puck. feet yeah. off the net, but I couldn't get it one feet yeah. off the net. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All or nothing. Yeah. Also, as far as warrior stuff goes, uh, I have a lot of experience with it just because I was lacrosse. a lacrosse player, and like yeah. all mm. lacrosse stuff is warrior. Yeah. yeah. And it's so, so weird. It is kind of funny. But I always, I always liked their gloves. I always felt their gloves were very, very, like, cushy and comfortable on the inside. That's one thing I've, I don't know, it bugs me about hockey gloves is, like, it feels like it's very hard to move your fingers individually. Yeah. Whereas lacrosse gloves, I don't know if you've ever tried them on, but it's, like, super easy. Like yeah, they're your a fingers lot smaller. Are, yeah. Yeah, like, I know guys for, uh, like, ball hockey, they'll use lacrosse gloves. Oh, I, I totally would. Mm. Yeah, I think, actually, I might have for the first little while we were playing ball hockey. But, yeah, I remember hockey gloves felt like, very like it felt like having like cinder blocks on my hands for a while. Yeah, it was like, like they nice. were just like stuck in place. It was very odd. How many like how many lacrosse brands could you, could you name? Oh, not a lot. Yeah, like I, the only one I could think of is Warrior. That's the only lacrosse brand. Yeah, I, I know there's one or two that I'm thinking of. That oh, uh, funny enough, True uh, makes a fair oh, okay. bit of lacrosse stuff. Okay, um, is there one called Gorilla? Uh, there could be. I don't know. I got to be honest. I don't think I know that one, but there could be. Does Sherwood do lacrosse? No. 
No, no, not to my knowledge. No, but like all my gear growing up was always warrior. Like mm. I think literally everything, even our shorts were like warrior branded. Like it yeah. was all warrior. But I was like their stuff. I always felt it comfortable and felt good. Mm. I like. I it. bet you warriors started with lacrosse and then started making hockey. Like I don't know, but that makes sense. That me. would make sense because they're definitely way more prominent in uh in lacrosse than hockey. Yeah. Like if you were to rank hockey brands like ccm then it would probably go bauer oh bauer on top oh easily okay bauer at yeah, least in my mind bauer is like far and away number one for me i always associated it with ccm i always thought like ccm was like the hockey brand do you know what ccm used to be or what ccm bought out i do uh no reebok oh yeah so i did know oh, that. Okay. i yeah, did yeah. yeah i knew that they i knew that they were like to get yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, if I had to rank them, I would do Bauer first, CCM. Um, yeah, I mean, those are the top two. Then you got like True, or sorry, not True. Um, uh, what's Base? This? No, not Base. Similar to Base. Like uh, what like Mitch Marner uses. Uh, is it True? I think it's True. It might be True. Yeah, True. Yeah. And then uh, Warrior fourth. True is big for goalies, isn't it? Yeah. I feel like True is bigger for goalies than for players. True is kind of like, it, it's like within like the last five years, it's been like a brand. Mm. Like it wasn't a thing like growing up. Okay. It was like, yeah, base was like, I guess what you would call True, which it was like all customizable. Mm. Like you could throw your own logos on it. They would oh, like that's cool. Measure, or they would like uh, record your shots and all that kind of stuff and like build the stick around you pretty much. Oh, I want that. I'm going to do that. Mm. It was pretty stick. cool. And it was local too. And yeah, and it would like they would charge you like a almost like a startup fee, and then every time you needed a new stick, as long as you didn't have to go in and like recalibrate your stuff, they would just sell you one for like a hundred bucks. Because mm. hmm. you've oh, already cool. done all the work. Cool. Uh, it was uh, I think it's Ty Ronning's uh, business. Oh really? Yeah. Oh damn. I don't know if it's like exactly his, but like I yeah, know he was like it. yeah. Yeah. Oh cool. He was a backer or whatever. Well, that was a very long thought. And uh, yeah. I'm glad we did it, though. That was fun. Hockey stick knowledge. Yeah. Uh, Alex, why don't you tell them where they can find us? You can find us TikTok, Twitch, YouTube, Snapchat. Nope. I'm making a Snapchat. Did okay. you say Snapchat? <laughs> what the fuck do you think we're Snapchatting people? I'm making a Snapchat. Um, Instagram. Instagram. I've lost my train of thought. Is that it? Yep. Uh, at Vancouver Boys Podcast. That's right. Twitter, Vancouver Boys underscore, mm-hmm. and email for serious inquiries at Vancouver Boys Podcast at gmail.com. Yeah, very good. And thank you to the listeners. Yes, and thank Well, I was going to do that as my outro. Oh, so, oh, oh, do you yeah. finally have I an outro? I think I have an outro now. Okay, let's, let's see. Let, let's try it out. Okay, first time. Everybody ready? Okay, Jake, go ahead. Okay. Thanks for hanging out with us. See you on the next one. Thanks. That feels that feels natural. That feels good. It sounds so unnatural. That feels no. That felt good. Thanks. That was like smooth. That just like just fit right in. All right. Perfect. Cool. <laughs> All right.
Into the game. Okay, so you guys fucking suck. Yeah, I figured. Um, yeah, you guys fucking suck. Uh, so Marcus in total, or I'll do Jake's first. Okay. Jake in total scored a four, or sorry, a uh, three. Nashville, okay. they have a one-game win streak. The what? Wild, they have a three-game win streak. Oh, and against the well, Kings... I misunderstood how the game works. The Kings, they have a one-loss streak. Mm. Jake, how are you confused? How... So, I thought it was like... Like total? You have to like... Yeah, like I thought you take all the games they've played against them, and then you subtract the games they've lost from the games they've won. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. it's whatever streak that they're on. Like since they last played them. Yes. Okay. Well, you won... By what? a very large margin. What? Margin. Uh, yeah, I don't know if Marcus was confused or what. Uh, so, Marcus was confused, and he said that multiple times. <laughs> uh, the Blues, they have a two-game win streak, so you did well okay, there. so I started off good. Yep. Uh, then you said the Sharks, who they have a uh, four-game losing streak. Wait. What? They haven't played the Sharks since 2011. That's what I thought. Uh, yeah, I. that's kind of why I named them. I was like, well, that's got to be at least one win. Let me pull it up. I don't let remember who won game up. game uh, five of that series, but... Because, af- wait, after 2011, we played the Kings in the first round of 2012. That was the year we won the President's Trophy, and I believe they swept us. And... Who did we play the year after that? That wasn't San Jose, was it? They swept the Canucks in 2013. Oh, shit. It was them. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, don't worry, because it gets a lot worse from there. What did I pick for the other one? Oh, Colorado. Shit. Yeah, they have a six-game losing streak against Colorado, which I think is tied for the most... Do you want to guess who it's tied with? Use That's your brain. I, Detroit. The Islanders. Ah, because of that time that they swept us in the finals. Yes. Right. So Marcus scored a negative eight. Wow. Yeah, so Jake's our winner this week. Woo-hoo. That's brutal. <laughs> so I forgot about the San Jose series in 2013. Like I 100% <laughs> forgot about that. And I didn't know how the game worked. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, here, Jake, I'll give you redemption. Okay. The biggest streak that the Canucks have in the playoffs against one team is four wins. So that means that they won four in a row. So it's the last team we swept. Uh. Yeah, it wasn't a sweep, but they won four in a row. Oh, okay, so we could have won like the last two games against them, and then no, it like uh, they could have lost like uh, the first two games and then won four in a row. Oh, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I see what you're saying. So, do you guys know who the Canucks have a four-game winning streak in the playoffs against? Oh, I just thought of one that I'm. Oh, wait, no, but not recently. No. Because I know I know of times that we've done that, but we've ruined that streak since. 
Um, Toronto. It's, it's Toronto. It's Toronto. It's Toronto. <laughs> oh, I wish you knew. You would have destroyed Marcus. Yeah. Oh, well. Right, because Toronto in 94 were in the Western Conference. We played them in the third round. No. We played them like four, three years ago in the COVID Cup. No, we didn't. Did we not? No, we didn't make the no. playoffs that year. And also Toronto lost to Montreal. And then they also lost. To, oh, wait, yeah, uh, no, Columbus I'm not yeah, I'm no. thinking of the The last thing. time I can think of us playing the Leafs in the playoffs would have been 94. Yeah, you are right. I am wrong. I know. But you still scored a negative eight. Okay, I didn't know. <laughs> I, I forgot something, so that doesn't count. Uh, oh, silly, silly okay. boys. It was a good game, though. It was a good trivia. Yeah, it worked Yeah, out. it was fun. Yeah. That's a wrap? That's yep. all I got. All right. See you on the next one.